Welcome to the Just for Kicks podcast. The group stages are behind us. We will recap today's action, but the United States are taking on the Netherlands tomorrow morning. And we just got to start right there. Steve, how are you feeling? I get the sense it's one of those situations where it doesn't matter what I think. I think this team is laser focused, kind of siege mentality, us against the world. And not only do I think that they think they can win this game, I think that they think they can win the whole tournament. I'm not going that far, but I'm extremely impressed by their self-belief. Like They almost seem like a bunch of bullheaded 24-year-olds ready to take on the world. Mike, what's your feeling as a Team USA fan, and what do you think the feeling inside of that locker room is right now? Um, So I'm in a similar camp on Steve, and I just want to bring this up. Um, I bet back in June $15... USA to win the World Cup just for fun to win uh, twelve hundred bucks basically. Um, we'll go USA then. While I don't, <laughs> while I don't think that's going to cash, uh, this tournament makes me question everything. So I'm I I feel like the United States is like you guys said they're they're very focused on this match. I think it's very winnable. I think the United States does win it, and you guys have heard me be extremely critical of this team, of our manager. And I think that they pull this off. So guys, if we're going to do this, let's size up this Dutch squad that we're going to have to get past. Steve, what do you think is the biggest obstacle right off the bat? They're going to play traditional Dutch football and we're going to see less of the ball than we are accustomed to. We're going to see less of the ball than we want to see. And it's going to be very important to be able to make in-game adjustments tactically and be able to manage those uh they're going to dictate a lot of the shape of the game and it's going to be important to manage those moments um, we're gonna to have to be extremely disciplined and probably a little bit lucky let's talk about the pillars of this dutch side that we are going to have to at least agitate or neutralize if we have any chance of coming out on top we got to start in the back of Virgil van Dyke. I know he's not in peak form, but for the better half of the last four years, he's been the best center half alive. He's been the most reliable, rarely makes errors in terms of his judgment. We also have Frankie de Jong in midfield, a guy that we really, really are going to have to disrupt early. He's Barcelona's midfield maestro. I mean, let's put this in perspective. The Dutch team is run through a guy that is running Barcelona. But I think we have the guys to do it. How can Adams, how can McKinney, how can Musa get to that midfield early, assert our dominance, and hopefully not just get outpossessed by some staggering margin, Mike? I think we I think we actually dominate this game completely. Fine. I'm in I'm here for that too. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. Sign sign me up, baby. Well, so so hear me out. So um, I think what we've been doing with our three in the midfield has been extremely effective. You look at what Netherlands has, um, you know, put put forth in terms of a, a lineup. They've got Martin Darun, who I don't really rate, uh, paired with Frankie De Jong, who I do rate. But I think Tyler Adams completely shuts De Jong down. I, he he again. I am so impressed by him, and I think that he's going to run that. You look at our game. Um, that allowed us to get to this stage. 
everything was down the right side. Guess who plays on the left side for the Dutch? Daily blend. Daily blend. You just freaking it was just short of 100 years old. And is just short of four feet day. tall. Yes. So if if we just hammer the right side all day, you've got a, a Nathan, uh, Nathan Ake, who, again, former Chelsea, love the dude. I He's prone to errors. I don't think he's all that great. Van Dyke hasn't looked himself. And the Netherlands, in my opinion, their passing has been very off this tournament in general. And they've had to rely on Cody Gakpo. He's the only one that I am nervous about because he can really expose our defense. But I think that I think that the United States, while we may not have the higher percentage of possession because it's possible the Dutch kind of pull in England and just ping it around the back, I actually think that the battle is won in midfield. And if we can really ex- exploit the their left flank, I think we've got a really good shot here. I tend to agree. They're going to want to play a lot out of the back. They're going to control the game. And you're going to see Frankie de Jong, who's, if, if you're unfamiliar, watching him control the game, both passing, spacing, and just the sheer tempo, he's one of the best. But if we can press them, we'll get the ball. Um, we've proven that we're capable of that. The issue that concerns me is that we haven't looked real clinical on the break. But if that changes tomorrow, we can take advantage and their keepers, not anything to sneeze at. Or excuse me, is that how you use that phrase wrong? Anyway. He's not good. No, I, I think you're. I think you're. De- you're. You're dead on, right? It, it's you can play the best football in the world. It all comes down to you know how many you put in the back of the net. And um, I have a feeling Wea scores this game. He, I think he felt hard done by you know being offsides by what like his knee um, in the last game. And I think he's grown into this tournament. Uh, Pulisic has a quote unquote contusion, which guys is a bruise, so he's fine. I agree with you, Steve. It's it's all gonna it's it's this basically comes down to Gakpo versus our attack. Like who who scores more goals? So tell me about Gakpo. Um, how has he managed to supplant uh, the likes of Memphis Depay? Obviously, Van Persie has since retired from LVG's last uh, the last time he presided over this side. But PSV Eindhoven's Cody Gakpo is nothing to scoff at. Gak attack. He's a leading scorer and leading assister in Eredivisie. He is he's one of the most promising young talents in the world, and he's leading or tied for the golden boot right now. Um, we should be very, very worried about him. When you look at the 11, that is going to be thrown out on the pitch. I do like our chances. I do like our physicality. I like our grit. But looking to the dugout, the experience gap does make me nervous. I can't fault Greg for not being here before because he got us here. But LVG's been here before. If you are looking at this United States side, if you are looking at tape on what we have done in the group stages, and you're telling yourself, God, I just don't want to be the guy that you lose to the United States. What is LVG doing tactically? And this is a brilliant guy. This is a man who has coached at the highest stage. He's coached for Barcelona. He's coached for Manchester United, all during their halcyon days. Considered a rival by Johan Cruyff. Johan Cruyff, who we all know is probably the most brilliant mind of the modern game. If somebody's going to be able to figure out how to stifle us, he's probably one of the guys in that room. What is he going to do, Steve? Typically, the Dutch are moderately 
arrogant in the sense they're always going to play their style and there's whether that succeeds or not is just up to the individual game. But Louis Van Hall has always shown a little bit of a wild hair in these kind of scenarios. And the Dutch a lot of times don't love that because he switched from their traditional four, three, three to a new three back system. And he is happy to have a little tweak here and there. Um, but I kind of expect them to stick to the plan. They're going to run a three-five-two on us, and they're going to try and control the tempo, um, play out of the back, use Frankie de Jong, get it to their all-stars up front, and Cody Gakpo. Um, I doubt Depay starts, but eventually he'll come in and see some time. And they have a lot of very technically talented players who are very, very intelligent. I think they'll stick to the game plan, and it's up, up to us to disrupt it. So speaking of it being up to us to disrupt it, Greg Berhalter has done a phenomenal job in his game plan for each match. Would you guys not agree? I, I think we've come out in the first half with, with the red ideas, yes. So that leads me to the question at hand. How are we going to be able to handle the adjustments that they make if we score early? If we're fortunate enough to be in a position that we were in against Iran? The thing I want to see is whether we're ahead or behind, I don't want to see the super conservative park the bus response. Um, I don't want to see us spending time with less talented players. I want to see Greg put his best players in the game. That's Gio and Brendan. I want to see us try and control the game and play on the front foot because the way he started each of these games suggests he has that philosophy that A, we're capable and B, that we should. And, I don't understand why he doesn't stick to that plan, especially when we're controlling games and try and, you know, step on the other team's throat. So even if we have a lead, if we're fortunate enough to do that, I want to see us go for more, you know, manage the game smartly, but not park the bus kind of thing and invite pressure. And if we're losing, obviously, I want to see him put as much into the hat as he possibly can because, you know, it's do or dies. Is there been any, any insight on what is going on with Reyna right now? Why is he not played? I mean, Mike, you suggested that he has to have re-injured a nagging injury, but why so cryptic? I, I think that they just want to keep other teams guessing because it's kind of like in hockey. It's like he has a body injury. Um, you don't want to let the other team know how, how to exploit it. And he would be, in my opinion, starting or come first off the bench if he was actually healthy. So something's wrong there. They're leaving him on the bench to keep them guessing. Two other really quick things, though. Uh, number one, you, you had asked about, you know, what what does Holland do here uh, to win? If I am LBG, I piss off all the Dutch supporters, and I completely just sit back in the first half and just possess in my own half, don't go for anything, let the U.S. chase, knowing that U.S. has been a first-half team. And then second half, coming out of halftime, you gun for it. That's the danger right here because LVG is 10 times the manager that, that Burhalter will ever be. No disrespect, I don't think, necessarily to Burhalter. I mean, I obviously am not. No, it's, it's not. Who is, who is 10 times the manager that, or one-tenth of the manager LVG is? And I'm not sure that they'd be correct, but I guarantee you everyone that's in that Dutch locker room thinks they can walk us off the park. I, I agree with you. And so that that would work to our advantage if they get ahead of themselves and they're like, dude, um, you know, they underrate they underrate us. And if they just come out flying, that's where we win because we will exploit 
a Van Dyke who, like I said, has been more error prone, just like Ake, uh, Daily Blend, et cetera. If you, if you get Daily Blend on an island, he's toast. And um, the second thing, and so this is just kind of tying all this together, for anybody who has uh, who doesn't know what Steve is referring to with the Dutch style, go on YouTube and look up Total Football Netherlands. It is, and and it, it was amazing. It, it's just it, it's almost like Bumblebee soccer when you're a kid, where it's just everybody goes after the ball and they just they hunt. And so that's that's where that Dutch style. Um, you know, comes from where Steve is mentioning where they're just super exciting. They will concede a ton, but they're going to score a ton. And the pragmatic thing to do in this match for Louis van Gaal is to not, you know, be very exciting to be very boring and to, um, you know, just, just draw us out. He has an aptitude to be pragmatic versus being, um, you know, idealistic, which is more of the Dutch way. But I do think it's important to highlight like, the team or the culture we're playing against and the importance of the match. Like the Dutch for all intents and purposes, modernized football or soccer and brought it along to what is now the modern era. And it's obviously since evolved a little bit, but it has a direct stem to whatever everyone thinks Barcelona and Pep Guardiola soccer is now directly stems from Johan Cruyff and the Dutch teams of the seventies. We're competing against a nation that pretty much invented modern soccer as we watch it. Final question, and the obvious answer is not the wrong one, which is why I will give it before I ask you. Tyler Adams has to be the difference maker tomorrow, does he not? I think I know what we're going to get from Tyler Adams. I think he's been super consistent for us. So I would argue that um, it's a striker that is going to be the difference maker, right? Um, I I think... Again, I, I guess incorrectly last time. I think it's going to be Wea. That's just my, you know, roll of the dice based on um, what I've seen. And again, I think he feels hard done by by that uh, offsides call. So, uh, but he did get to like taste and see the ball going to the back of the net. So that's positive. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think we know what we're going to get from Adams. But to, I guess Joey, he does need to be at his best for us to win. But in addition, we need, you know, someone like a way to, to put it away. <laughs> I think it's also going to come from the front line. I think we need to show that we have the ability to press, not let them play through the back. Um, and I think we need to have a cutting edge. I think it's going to come against De Jong. I think it's either going to come from McKinney or Musa pressing up and kind of supplementing that front line, whichever one of those forward thinking midfielders can handle it. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that's where the difference will be made. If you could wave a magic wand and put Aronson in this side to start, um, who'd you replace? Striker. Nine. Let him go nine and just chase Stryker. him all day. Brendan Aronson can play three matches of back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, I swear. That's that's what I was about to say is like two trains of thought. One, you could bring him on in this – like I would bring him on at halftime um, just to – come out with new fresh energy that we have been lacking uh, coming out of the locker room. But then to Steve's point, like the, the dude is like a little, like a, a baby dog, a little puppy. He was also our running. best, uh, best player in like hold up and link up play to finish off the game against Iran. Um, he's our best outlet. I feel like to really transition into offense. When he scored, like, he scored for Leeds against Chelsea on that Edward Mendy mistake. 
that is just like emblematic of what he is. Um, he, Mendy basically took a, took a bad touch and Aronson jumped all over it and rounded him and, and scored. So um, I would love to see that high press at any point in the game, but we, I think we actually do need him more in the second half. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I, I'm with Steve. I think, I think we go false nine tomorrow. That, that would be my recommendation. In a perfect world, I would love to see Aronson come on at halftime for McKinney. McKinney, I think, has had some gutsy performances, but he does start to look a little long in the tooth uh, as the second halves progress. But he's recovering from a pretty significant injury, so that's certainly no shot at McKinney. And he was the uh, catalyst to the goal that got us here in the first place. So hats off to McKinney. Really quickly, Let's recap the action from today before we talk about Messi and Argentina and their crunch showdown with Australia, the Socceroos, and the ghost of Mark the Duke. So to recap today's action, Ghana eliminated Uruguay, though not in the fashion they expected after South Korea's last gasp winner got them through. Cameroon served Brazil its first group stage loss since 1998, but still not enough to advance as Switzerland dumped European rival Serbia to secure second place. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere, Mark Viduka. Mike, you successfully predicted Australia. Yep. Australia would be here in the knockout stages. But they got a tall task. Well, technically it's a short task because they're facing Lionel Messi. But it is an outsized task because this is a man on a mission to claim that elusive trophy that would cement him in the Pantheon. You should just talk to Mike about this because I'm so up the river for it. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> this this trophy would mean a lot to Mr. Messi. But dumping him out would, would mean a lot to the uh, Socceroos. Is there a path for Australia to beat Argentina here? And if so, what are they going to be leaning on to try to slow them down? Because we saw... Even when option A is not working, even when option B is not working, even when option C is not working, eventually option L or M gets Argentina where they need to go. Yeah, I mean, Argentina is is my pick to win this tournament. I think that if you look at the trajectory of them compared to everybody else, they have gotten better significantly in my view. Their last performance against Poland they completely dominated and could have had 10 goals. And so they're coming into this game with a ton of confidence. The only chance for Australia is if they get an early goal like they did versus France and then just defend for their lives. Unfortunately, I I don't think they're going to get it done. Um, I think the bet you take in this match is, is Leo Messi anytime goal scorer minus 125. First goal scorer is plus 240. Um, I generally don't like betting first goal scorer, but um, I mean, Messi, Messi will score in this game. 
You you think so? Because he because he, he's got such a proven track record of scoring in knockout matches, doesn't he? Well, and and maybe that's you know grounds for picking another 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 prop. But I, I this just for me this is Messi's World Cup, and um, I just he again missed missed a penalty last match. That's so same thinking for me as Wea. Um, missed a penalty was obviously very frustrated about that. And he's the type of player that will carry a chip on his shoulder. kind of always carries a chip on his shoulder. Um, you know, was doubted when he was a young kid and, you know, too short Barcelona was the only team to take a chance on him. Um, so I, I just, yeah, our Argentina is going to be too much for, for Australia in this match, but I think it's, potentially going to be tighter than people think just because these are the knockouts and this is it's it's it like you give it absolutely everything it's it's similar to what we saw with the last day of the group match games you saw a lot of crazy results because when your back's up against the wall how do you respond right so i'm excited to you know first catch the u.s tomorrow and then uh i think this will be a good game so australia certainly is not going to be resting on their laurels as is any side who's worked this hard to get this far in this tournament. However, their mentality has to be decidedly different than the United States. They are, to a certain extent, playing with house money against a team that no one expects them to stand a chance to pass. Is this kind of the perfect recipe for Argentina to get used to the knockout mentality against a side that is in a tournament with this much parity, I still think it's fair to say is vastly inferior. Steve? Yeah, I, I would agree. They're, they're certainly inferior. Um, I don't think Argentina is going to take anybody lightly. I think that that Saudi Arabia match was a perfectly timed wake-up call for them, and they've responded very admirably. Um, Australia deserves to be here. They're going to be a very formidable opponent. They're going to provide a lot of resistance, and they're dangerous enough for Argentina to have to respect it. I think they will. Um, of course, Argentina's favored to come out of this. And in that case, I guess, yeah, it provides a good opportunity for them to get their feet wet in the knockout stage. But I don't think anybody's silly enough, particularly after their loss to Saudi Arabia, particularly having watched the rest of the results in this tournament, to be taking anyone lightly at this point. And I, Steve, it's for me, it's, it's your, uh, I loved your 86 parallels. Uh, oh, yeah. Diego Just Maradona. Basic math, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm I will like, say this to back up what you were saying earlier. They lost to Saudi Arabia, and they were rightfully dinged for that. Um, you know, it's a results-based tournament. Fortunately, the group stage gives you a margin for error, but they responded fantastically. And since then, and including that match, I guess um, they're third in XG created. They're best in XG allowed. This team is somehow being underrated because of that one result. This team is still very much a favorite to win the tournament. You can get them at plus 450 or plus 500. I have personally hammered that uh, to, to win it all. So I, I'm with Steve. I, I think that for how well they've played, people are still sleeping on them. So United States going to beat Netherlands 2-1 to one tomorrow. All right. So... Take them plus 188 to advance. Argentina is going to beat Australia 2-1 to 
after extra time. Australia, I love you guys, but it's just you're they're they're going to push it. It's going to look a lot like Italy. I I think that's enough love, man. You think they're taking us? Do you think they're taking Argentina to extra time? And then. Anakin, I can't go down this path with you. (laughs) When the United States matches up with Argentina, Argentina is going to win three to zero. Sorry. That's where, that's where my, um, that's where my gut lies. So we'll see how accurate that is. That was decidedly wonky and it ended on a very, very sour note. Um, I mean, I want to. I just want to prove to everybody that, like, I'm realistic. That this U.S. pick against the Netherlands is not crazy. No, of course not. No, but this. <laughs> let's deal with. Let's deal with Friday when we get there. Yeah, let's do, let's do this, this Argentina going to extra time. We're about to play one of the best teams thing. in the world. Let's figure it out in a minute. I'm yeah, already on the next round, bro. I'm game planning for Dybala. So before we go, Mike, recap the picks. How can the Just for Kicks faithful keep racking up the coin? Put the Skrilla in their pocket. Top bet. Uh, take the the Colonials, the Americans at plus one eighty eight to advance. That's my top bet. Leo Messi to score anytime goal score minus 125 Australia you ready for this Australia plus 2 uh plus 120 odds so that is basically they can lose by 2 you don't lose money if they lose by 1 draw or win you win your money um I realize that this one could blow up in my face and Argentina could run riot. I just have this feeling. I just <laughs> have riot, this feeling. The only it? blowout in this tournament was Spain and Costa Rica. That's it. The- Mike got... S- Nobody Mike loves anything as much so as Mike loves the soccer room. Mike drew 16, 16 and said hit four times in a row. And then at 20, he goes, hit me. <laughs> That that is what he's doing in his approach to betting on the soccer room. Yeah, I mean, but of course we of course we love the kangaroos. I mean, why do you think we uh, call you Joey? <laughs> hey, mate. Well, you had to uh, figure out a way to get this disembodied voice a uh, recognizable uh, moniker because Mike has seventeen and uh, Steve. You are our vice president of common sense. And There's a lot of Australians in Austin. So after I go and watch, yes, no, there, there no, are there a ton. Aren't. There are a ton. Yes, there are. No, there aren't. You know dumb right. <laughs> All right. So uh, how many of them are going to be cheering in the 97th minute uh, of this <laughs> match because they're in extra time with Dude, Argentina? this is the thing. Here I am getting called crazy again for taking the down underdogs. But I'm not picking them to win. Argentina will get through this tie. Um, uh, <laughs> You're picking them to I mean, a draw. 
<laughs> a flick away from taking from being the giant killers <laughs> of giant killers. This would be the greatest upset oh, in the history if, of the if, world. If they actually you realize won, that, right? Yeah. Yeah. It would. Um yeah. but <laughs> but no, I mean it's it's funny. The the draw on this game is is plus five fifty, and like I'm probably gonna sprinkle that. Okay, Icarus, don't fly I'm too crazy. close to the sun. Steve, we wrapped the group stages. We're on to the knockouts. Any final thoughts before we get much needed rest, much needed sedation before one of the nerviest sporting days of all of our lives? Um, uh, USA's got one of their biggest games of all time tomorrow. If it were a win, it'd be the biggest win in U.S. soccer history, in my opinion. But as far as the overall tournament, probably one of the best group stage. Actually, I think it's like summarily considered the best group stage of all time. Yes. Absolutely yeah. incredible, especially the last week or so. And the result is fantastic. We get to see the U.S. in a knockout match against one of the best teams in the world and is the most ever African plus Asian nations in the knockout rounds ever. First time with three Asian confederation cool. teams. So getting to watch something very unique and very exciting. And Ghana and Cameroon also dangerously close to getting through. Um, they were great. They, bummer great they're gone. They were fantastic. Showing yeah. from the African nations. We hope it continues. Mike, anything to add? You, you want to uh, predict a team that's been eliminated from the tournament already to uh, win it? Uh, I'm just going to say, and we'll talk about it more. I'll just tease it out. Watch out for Croatia. I will, I will be watching Croatia. Well, this has been another edition of the Just for Kicks podcast, where we recap all the action on a daily basis from Cutter 2022 and preview the next day's action and provide you with the best betting tips in all of the galaxy. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at the Just for Kicks podcast, Twitter at just for kicks fc we'll talk to you again very soon <laughs>